So did you know if you don't wipe your soda cans down in any kind of a metal can mm -hmm. that you run the risk of drinking rat pee? Yes, I do know that. I mean, seriously, it's the truth. Like It is. A lot of cans, they've actually had um, actual hidden cameras in warehouses and rats crawl across soda cans and iced tea cans and all kinds of stuff in these warehouses and they pee and poop and all that other stuff mm -hmm. on them. So there's a chance you can actually get some kind of a crazy disease mm -hmm. if you don't wipe your soda can down. You're better off opening it and pouring it into a glass. The only reason I say it is because before we started hitting, before we hit play, I just opened my ginger ale. Mm -hmm. You know, the other thing that they say about, you know, how people get the envelopes with the glue on them. Yeah. They say that that actually is bad too because something about the uh, bugs that are attracted to the glue are crawling all over it and eating at it and then you lick it. That's why I have the peel. Do you remember when we back in the day when we were younger? Like, do you remember that rumor going around where somebody took acid and LSD and PCP and put it on just regular stamps and had it circulating out in the world? And like some people would, would, um, if they licked it, they could end up, you know, getting PCP or something crazy in them and getting killed or dying. Do you remember that? I, I, that? I, th I think I remember something like that, but it's just really weird because when you think about it as a, as a mindful person now, as, as an older person, you look back and you think, but the only way they can make the stance is at a specific, that's like money. You know, you only can make it at one specific area or a specific location. So, the stamps going around for people to lick and, and get PCP on them, it's just weird, right? I don't know. I mean, anything's possible, I would guess, only because people are always trying to figure out ways to screw each other. Remember, do you remember the guy that stuck cyanide in Tylenol up in Washington? And they actually ended up catching that person. Yeah, there was a lady that did that too, right? Or it was a lady. One of them. We should look that up one of these days. I'll bet you they're in jail for like still prison for life. I think they got life. But anyways, she was trying to, if it's the same person, they were trying to kill someone that was locally in their neighborhood. They yeah. were trying to get a couple of people. Craziness. Yeah. So here we are, Talk CDO. We are here. Um, you know, before we get started and talking about trucking and all the events in trucking, I, I actually, I think that it's only proper to mention what's like the biggest subject going on in the world right now is the war in Ukraine. And I, I kind of thought this morning... I was actually thinking about Putin, and I was thinking, and this is a weird analogy, but you know when we get mail all the time from, mm -hmm. from listeners, and the mail, 99.9% .9 is, you know, uplifting, encouraging, great job, guys, we love the podcast, thanks for keeping this show going for six years or seven years. That's it's, the ones I read. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, and then... And then every now and then you open one and it'll say, Troy, you suck. <laughs> I, I what? <laughs> I suck. <laughs> Surprise. But, but now, now listen, this is a, an analogy. Like, I'm, I'm serious. Every now and then you get somebody, you know, a hater or whatever the case is. You know, it's like I actually get mail that every now and then, maybe once a year, a couple times a year, somebody will write, you suck. Blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that really, that really doesn't feel good when somebody just out of the blues, you know, your work, how many hours do we put, put in just to put a show together? 
you know, and all the video, all the stuff we do, and then somebody, you know, writes some stupid letter. Well, the reason I brought this up is because I was thinking, imagine what kind of mail Putin gets. <laughs> now, seriously, that guy has to have the toughest skin in the world. He's got to be the most hated man on the planet. Who's alive today, right now, alive? I said most hated man today. Who would be the most hated man alive today that's hated more than him? Name one. You can't. He's in the, he's in the news. He's, he's killing innocent people in front of the world. I think it's he, disgusting. He's I think, he's, he, I think he's, he's, he's power playing and it's disgusting. Yeah, he's, he's literally threatening the world with nuclear arms. He's... It, it, I, I guess this is one of the reasons why fuel fuel is going through the roof. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's three ninety nine a gallon right now. In fl- I paid. Well, in Florida, in Pennsylvania, it's already over four. Um, there's diesel. They reported over five bucks a gallon in Daytona. So all I'm saying is that when you think about the every now and then we get a letter, <laughs> or one letter right here and there. <laughs> Just imagine what if like I think Facebook and Twitter and all those guys shut Putin's page down. But just imagine what what the comments would be like if if they left that up there for people to just write on. I think that that I think if they allow some people to have their voices, that maybe other people wouldn't be so power playing. You know what I mean? I think if 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 enough people were able to voice what's going on in in and how they feel about it. I think with, I think with with Putin I think what the problem with him is is because he's you call him Putin 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 on Ritz Putin on Ritz <laughs> okay Putin I think the problem with him is because of his station because of his stature he feels he has the right to do certain things and he, I don't think everybody that is underneath him in his own country feel the same way you know what I'm saying. I think that because, you know, everybody has that that big bully and all the little guys end up going underneath him and they don't always agree with him, but because he's they're bigger than them, they agree with him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, and, and he is a bully. And, you know, and, and you know, I just wanted to just kind of mention that in the beginning of the show. It's it's the biggest topic going right now. You know, and, and I just wanted to say prayers for the family. Definitely. That are, have, are, are wounded, that are hunkered down somewhere, hiding you know, in fear of a bomb or somebody shooting them. We got word in the one church the other day that um, they went in and shot a, a, a priest, a preacher in the head, shot a woman in the head and a child in the head. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, you know, you, you've got casualties. And then, you know, you've got also truckers over there. There's truck drivers in Russia that are trying to get things delivered in really the most dangerous times. So shout out and prayers for those guys too and right. gals. Our our Ukrainian trucker brothers. You know, we all we all drive a truck for almost the same cause. Mm-hmm. It, you know, to keep to keep the countries going and, and, and make a dollar. It's it's what we do for a living. So but anyways, I just wanted to mention that and we can go ahead and move on. Why don't we mention a sponsor, Ruthann? How about uh driving tests dot org? We got a dash between the driving and the tests. Right. It's a driving, it, like Ruthann said, it's driving dash, dash test, T-E-S-T-S dot org. And if you go to their site, they got a couple different things you can do. I think it's like 49 bucks for the month. And they, bottom line is, Ruthann, they guarantee that you'll pass your CDL test. Yeah. So if you're looking to enhance, if you're in a trucking school right now, if you're a trucking school, 
you know, this is a program that should be introduced. There's a lot of schools that are using it. Um, go to driving-test.org and check out the plan, and you get a guarantee that you are going to pass your CDL tests. Or that, money back. Does it say our money back? Money back guarantee. Wow, look at that. You get your 49 bucks back. Seriously, which is cool. Yeah. Some of these guys are paying like $7,000 for a school. For $49 getting a guarantee, I would say 100% it's worth it. Anyways, moving on. Moving on. Okay. So what do we have on the agenda today? Um, I got my joke, my word, and an interesting fact. Okay. So <laughs> did you, did you, you want to give us your interest, interesting fact before we start talking trucking? We could. Let's we, hear it. All right. Humans actually glow. Humans glow? Yes. See, everybody has or everybody's heard of bioluminescence. It's the, um, when you are looking at the very bottom of the ocean, there's the, ang- is it an anglerfish that has a little thingy that hangs in front of them and it, he, it will glow, the bioluminous. Okay, go on, I'm listening. Okay, well, humans actually have that. What it does is it interacts with our lipids and our proteins in our bodies, and when those come together, it creates the fluorescent chemical compound known as fluorophores. They're mostly around our neck, our cheeks, and our face. So when do we actually glow? Well, generally, it says here that um, the time frame is most common during the early afternoon hours when our metabolism is at its busiest. As such a low-level human bioluminescence, because you can't see it. You, you only can see it through the, the scopes, you know, the different microscopes and so forth, or a special camera is when you can actually see it. So it says that it, it isn't as intentional product, um, product of evolution as it is at, for the deep sea fish, fireflies, and many other animals. And most other bioluminescent creatures rely on a compound called luciferin, Latin for light bringer, which humans lack for their light show. So that's why we don't have it where everybody can see it. Okay. Well, so humans glow. Humans actually glow. That is really cool. I think so. Moving on. Moving on. Well, let's get some trucking stuff in on the trucking podcast. What do you think, Ruthann? Yes, please. On Talk CEL Trucking Podcast. Yes. So uh, check this out. Um, this is a kind of a cool, not actually not a cool story, a heartwarming story that I, I dug up online recently was written and I'm going to, I'll put the credits up for them. I'm going to read part of it, but what happens in trucking right now, what's going on in trucking when a truck driver dies. Oh, okay. On the road, oftentimes there's nobody to help them and not even their companies. A lot, some companies will help, but there's a lot that, you know, cut off ties with the family and don't help retrieve the body or anything like that. Oh, like so if someone got passed away, like at a truck stop. Or in know, an accident. 2,500 miles or something, you know, like you said. Yeah. Oh, okay. They die. And, and so it, here's what it says. It says on, a day, on, a, on the day after Christmas, 56-year-old Darren Worcester, a long-haul truck driver, was seriously injured in a crash near Grants, New Mexico. He died from his injuries sustained during the crash. The Worcester uh, worked for a trucking firm. What they're saying is, what they're saying is, he's not an independent. So he actually had a company that was paying him, gave him health benefits, all that stuff. Because he worked for a for- firm. His wife Joni 
said she received no help from the company in bringing her husband home from New Mexico to Cedar Rapids, Iowa, where he would be laid to rest. It said, I can't get a hold of their insurance director, which was probably really their safety director. Uh, I've left four voicemails, said Joni, which hurts. She is one of many surviving loved ones of truck drivers in America who die on the job and feel left to figure out the logistics of retrieving the body as many trucking companies refuse to offer assistance. That's that's really sad. And we're going to talk about Trucker's Final Mile. We've we've right. supported them for 7 years, you know, we, we you know, we we haven't mentioned them in a while, so we're going to be mentioning them today. Okay. Um it says Joni Worcester was able to contact Trucker's Final Mile, a non-profit dedicated to helping bereaved families coordinate and pay for the cost of transporting a truck driver who lost their life on the road um, or helping with travel costs in case of an injury or illness. So not only do they, like if you got hurt, or I'm sorry, if you got killed, will Trucker's Final Mile help your family get your body back? Okay, but let's say you're hurt. Trucker's Final Mile will sometimes even try to get your wife to you or help you get home to recover. Yes. That's, I didn't really associate that at first. You know, as far as that, that's, they do that also. You know what I mean? Correct. It says, they've given me, um, uh, me and my four kids, some breathing room. We were, uh, were living paycheck to paycheck with no savings. I would still be trying to find the money and the means to bring them home if it wasn't for them. So bottom line is, you know, American families right now have, have been, you know, going downhill for the last so many years. And it's whatever. You know, they're a family that, you know, they didn't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And well, they you, have four kids. The kids, you know, it's, it's, you know, you're getting by on a trucker's salary. And if he's working for a company, we don't know what kind of money he was making. Um, bottom line is he gets killed and there's no, you know, the trucking company turns their nose on him. I've, I've seen, and actually I was in a conversation recently with companies and we, and I was talking to them about where are you at with helping drivers? Like for example, a driver comes into a trucking company and he fails a drug screen or he, he doesn't pass the physical if the physical's done there or whatever the case is. Maybe they get back something, you know, on his, his, uh, background that, he didn't they didn't realize he had or a reference comes back bad while well, he's in orientation there's many companies that say hey buddy you got you need to leave now and you need to leave with your bags packed and get off our property and they don't even help them well i would tell you that's almost almost the same thing and there's many companies that do help but i would tell you that what the truck driver is going to do then at that point he's going to go online and he's going to tell other truck drivers what you did to them, and then eventually a lot of truck drivers aren't going to want to come to your company. Would you agree? I would agree, definitely. I mean, yes, the driver should, should you know, let every every detail know because a lot of times if you at least let them know everything, they're either going to not bring you in or bring you in with the understanding that this is a situation that could come back on you because it happened or whatever the case might be, whether it be a, a company that has a, a bad agenda out for you. But if you're not fork, forthcoming with that information, they're going to do something 
you know, they, they do that. And I don't think it's right that they send you home so blatantly without any help. But I guess they feel as though too many drivers let them know, don't tell them the information that they need to know when they come in that they've wasted all that money already now bringing that driver in because what does it cost, like $7,000 now almost? Well, until you get them hired, yes. But And so what I had said to this company that I was talking to, because they told me, they said, no, we don't normally give a driver a ride home if he doesn't make it in orientation. And I'm thinking, so you bring the guy 1,000 miles or 2,000 miles or whatever the case is, and then if he doesn't, if he's not, good enough to hire because what truckers what trucking companies do is they take the driver what's called taking the guy off the market a lot of these guys don't realize they're told they're approved to come into a job but they're really not approved the company's so desperate that they'll lie to the trucker and they'll say you're approved and when they get there and and the next day happens maybe they'll get back a report they'll say well we just got this report back and Mm -hmm. so then the driver's thinking, well, you told me I was approved. Exactly. And so it's a, bi- a big lie. And then they get mean and they say, you need to leave. We're not even going to give you a $100 plane ticket or bus ticket. Well, I told this company, I won't mention their name. They're actually nice people, but they weren't too nice in that part of it, their their operation. Uh-huh. I said, well, listen, it's not worth, it is absolutely not worth you booting these guys out the door and telling them to just go home and pay for their own costs because a lot of these guys don't have two nickels to rub together to begin with. Half the time they can't come in the orientation with the food and, and so forth, the money for all that. Right. So get, le- leaving, they don't even have money to leave. I know I've, I've seen owner operators not even have fuel to run their truck to get to orientation. It's mm-hmm. because their last company has them broke. So I told them, I said, dude, it is not worth the bad reputation you're going to get. And it's just not good business. To leave a truck driver stranded. So now go back to the original story, a truck driver now dying on the road. This ain't even a guy that didn't make it in your orientation. I'm talking to you trucking companies right now. Mm-hmm. I, I really, this is who I'm talking to. You got, a, you got a truck driver now that he was killed on the road, whether it was his fault or it wasn't. You're not admitting guilt or anything by help. I hope that's what they're not what they're thinking. Maybe they're admitting guilt. I mean, that's a stupid reason not to help somebody. That's horrible. That's a horrible, selfish, greedish reason to to not help some. He worked for you. He put his time in. You know, even if he only worked for you for a month, he still you still earned a profit by this gentleman running for you or female. But either way, what what do you think the cost would be? Let's say some let's let's take this guy for example. He, he was killed in a wreck in New Mexico and he had to go to Iowa. So what do you think the cost to ship his body is going to be? Um, because a lot of times they'll just ship him in a like a cardboard yeah, box they're, they're or something. Not, yeah. Right, like a, an insert or something. So what do you think it what is it gonna cost? A thousand, two thousand dollars? I mean, honestly and truly isn't the isn't your driver? I'm talking to you again, trucking company. Isn't your driver? And you guys look. You can look more like a hero by by just. I mean, how many people are going to be killed at your company this year? You know, what I mean, like let's say you have 500 trucks or a thousand trucks or a hundred trucks. How many fatalities do these guys have in a year? Not, not many. I think it should be part of their death benefit. Like most most of the companies that have the insurances, they have a life insurance or anything like that, there's a death benefit towards it. And that should be included in the death benefit of a truck driver, transportation back home to where their spouse can, or family members if they're not married, can 
make the proper arrangements that the driver wanted for them to be laid at rest. I 100% agree. You know, and I've talked to companies, you know, just to at least defend the good ones, I've companies have told me a million times, listen, if a driver, let's say he even wants to quit, you know, they tell these guys in orientation, don't abandon our truck. In fact, if that's another good point. If your drivers think, okay, if I quit this company, they're going to boot my ass out and tell me to find my own way home, guess what? Guess what? Your tractor's going to the home. Yeah, you're, they're <laughs> gonna, they're gonna for sure abandon your truck if mm-hmm. you get that reputation. It's and trucking companies will tell these guys in orientations all over the country. Listen, if you don't like what you hear, get get our truck back to us, and we will get you a plate. We'll we'll even give you the same ride you got in here. I'll get you that right back to your house, instead of instead of creating a war, and then on top of that, getting a one star rating by truck drivers bringing your ratings down because guys go by ratings these days. They sure do. So anyways, here's what else it says. It says there's, uh, on, I think on average, there's probably 800 to 1,200 truckers die in a year in a fatality, which if you think about it, it's, it's really low numbers compared to the amount of trucking companies even. I mean, there's like a couple hundred thousand trucking companies in the United States, and you know, so with that being said, most trucking companies aren't even going to see a death even every five to ten years. No, this is actually pretty low statistics. Right. So, and then like the really big companies, and I've looked up their safer scores. You can look this stuff up on safer. Some of these bigger ones that have like five to 20,000 trucks, they have like, you know, a handful of fatalities a year. I mean, and not, not normally, the thing about it is it's not normally the truck driver. No. Because there's like somewhere around an average of 5,000 death-related um, casualties in the United States every year that involve a big truck versus a car. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like 85 or 95% of those are going to be the four-wheeler, you know, passing away. But so in the small, tiny, little fragment of a case, okay, that your truck driver gets killed, man up trucking company, and take care of the family. You heard this poor woman. They're barely making it now because the breadwinner is gone. And some people might say, oh, that's her problem. You know what I mean, Ruth? No, oh, that's her problem. She should have saved money. Oh, you know what? We're going to teach her a lesson now. That's BS. It is BS. That's BS. You know, you, you, this is the time to have compassion on on the 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 victim or the the family members of just bad enough that their their kids are probably sitting on their pillow bawling their eyes out then to hear that they might not be able to get daddy home that's pretty horrible stuff it is horrible i think that's disgusting so i just want to mention trucker's final mile right then um the guy's name is if i could find his name here robert palm he was an over he's an over the road long haul trucker since 1981, this is the guy that started Trucker's Final Mile. Um, after experiencing several instances through his own career of loved ones or himself that were abandoned by trucking companies. What do you think of that? So he was a, he had this situation come up where he might have been injured or a family member. Yeah, this well, a lot of times people start something like a new, you know, nonprofit organization because they're a victim themselves. Right. So uh, Robert Palm, P-A-L-M, Couple couple things to note. In 1993, he lost his stepbrother. No help to get him home. Trucking company said, you're on your own. In 1997, his family had to get him home after he was in a wreck. 
no hope from his company. He was in the hospital, and they, they, when, he, when he went to go home, the company was like, you're on your own. In 2010, he had his appendix burst. He had to drive himself to the hospital, and then when he got out of the hospital, trucking company, no help. They, they made his family get him home, right? In 2012, he was assisting a trucker at a rollover. And I guess this also happened to the trucker that at the rollover, the family had to foot the whole bill to get the guy home. The company had zero to do with help. Zero. So, you know, here's the thing. Now, now that this is starting to get more attention because we've heard about this lately again. Now that this is getting more attention, I would be, I would be cautious on, on getting that reputation. You know, it's bad enough, you know, when, you know, somebody says one thing wrong about your trucking company, maybe not making money or, you know, never getting you home as far as home time. But to at start adding cruelty subjects to to your negative reviews. Inhumane. I would, yes, I would tell you guys, it's probably a good idea to, you know, again, how many how many truck drivers are going to be killed at your company? It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a penny. It's not even a penny to you guys to be able to help that family and do the right thing. I agree. Okay. So, um, and, and he formed, that's when he started forming it, by the way. It was in 2012. So let's move on, Ruthann. And how about we mention our uh, good friends over there at National Carriers? National Carriers, NCI. NCI, 888-311-7076. Awesome trucks, awesome benefits, um, fast trucks on their lease purchase. They're 72-mile-an-hour trucks. And that's what they're looking for, guys, to lease. And they'll also take on a few students that are wanting to become company drivers. And then once you understand leasing, you can jump into a lease really quick. Because I spoke with a truck driver the other day, and he said, most companies will not lease you a truck until you have, like, a year of experience. Well, National, it'll, it wouldn't take a year for you to become a lease purchase driver. It would take you just a short time once they have you trained. 888-311-7076. Moving on, Ruthann. Okay. Um, you know, speaking of, actually, I want to change the subject. Just for a <laughs> I was going to, I was going to keep going with that. I, listen to this. I, an, another guy wrote into us the other day and asked a question. And the reason I, I mentioned this is because you can go on Google and just Google trucker. Anything. Well, no, you can go on Google and go trucker arrested, trucker, um, trucker robbed, trucker killed, right? And, and like these articles have come up and it's like, wow, it's amazing how many truck drivers are actually in danger out there on the road, not just from wrecking, but from other jackasses harming them. Mm -hmm. And so Corey Wentworthy, I'm sorry, Corey, C-O-R-Y, Kenworthy writes in and he asks this, can truckers legally carry a gun in their truck? If they are DOT, are there any licenses or permits required? I have a friend that drives and is unsure of legalities regarding this. Thank you in advance for your time. Have a great day. So what do you think, Ruthann, of Corey? His question, what's your favorite thing that you use for you? You're a carrier. You, you, carry, uh, you have a carry permit. You carry a gun in your purse, and you're legal, and you can go out of state. And how do you know you can go out of state? I use my Legal Heat program. It's an app that you use free, and you download it to your phone. And when you want to know what each state law is, you click the state, and it gives you all the information that. And it has has little bullets 
it'll go like from one bullet to I think four bullets and it gives you it'll like rate it as far as like how uh, friendly it is as far as like if you're allowed to do certain things if it's like a four like if it's got more bullets in it it's more um, friendly as your state is as at home like as far as carrying if it's got like one bullet it'd be like DC area where they're very strict and you can't travel through it without having your your pieces separated and your ammunition in a different spot. And I think, what is it, 38 states actually recognize uh, the carry permit itself, correct? Is it like 38? Yeah, I mean, 35, it, it, something like that. I think, well, that's ours recognizes where it's one, like all those states recognize as far as one unity of a, of a carry permit. And then there's a couple of states that kind of like, oh, we don't want to recognize yours. So there's a few of them, but not many at all. Right. And there's there's states that have really, stri- like Ruth Ann said, like strict gun laws, like Illinois, New York, um, certain, I think Massachusetts is another one, that if you get, if Maryland is another one. If you go through their state and you have a loaded gun in your car, you, you run the risk of being arrested if you get pulled over in that state. Now, I can testify to, to what happened. You and I were on our way to Texas and I was speeding, and I got pulled over in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And and right I, on ten. Now the only reason I'm saying this is because of recognizing other. You know, we're li- we live in Florida. I have a Florida license plate on the on the. Um, I don't even know what we were driving, but it wasn't a semi at the time. And the first thing I said to the cop was, "Just so you know, I have a carry permit, and I have a loaded gun in the car." And he said, "You don't look harmful to me. I appreciate you telling me." And then he took my license, and then gave me a speeding ticket, of course. But the bottom line is he absolutely didn't even blink an eye because I had a loaded gun on me, and I was in a different state. Mm-hmm. And so this guy's question also really is, because I've had truckers write in and ask me, hey, Troy, isn't it a federal law that you can't carry a gun in a commercial vehicle? That's absolutely false. No, it's not true. Yeah, you can You can carry. It, it's... They cannot take away your right to carry your gun. What The only ones that can interfere with that is your company. If your company says that they don't allow it, but 90% of your companies, the tractor is your home, and if you have it in your tractor, unless they're doing a search, how are they know? And I know a lot of... And that's, that, that brings us to the next point, like you said. Okay, so does a company with their rules supersede the law that allows you to carry. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to get into that fight and argument because I don't want a truck driver to go into his trucking company and get into a big fight and I'm getting fired. Okay. But I would tell you this, there, there's a key word. There's a key word when it comes to this permit. Okay. This carry permit is actually called concealed. Now there's a couple places, Ruthann, like Texas, I think it's like one or two other places that have what they call open, open carry. Open carry, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they also have, I think, concealed carry in those states. So my whole point is this. Okay, and in fact, I know a company in Minnesota sp- p- specifically told me, he said, everybody in the office carries a gun and I'm sure most of the truck drivers have a gun. We have a rule that you're not supposed to have a gun, but wink, wink, we're not checking. And we're not asking. So really the bottom line is this. And some companies will really push this on you. They'll tell you an orientation you can't carry. The only way you're going to get caught, and I'm just going to tell you this right now, is if you have it out in the open. 
Okay, like for example, you have it laying on your bed and you're at the shop and he's doing a PM and he gets in there to check the mileage on your truck and he looks back and takes a picture of your nine millimeters sitting on the bed. That was your own foolish stu- uh, fault. The, there's a reason why it's called concealed. If a gun is concealed, and a cop once told me this, if I can see your gun, I can arrest you because it's supposed to be concealed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the bottom line is, if a cop can see it, you're in trouble. If your company sees it, you're in trouble. But if you keep it to to meet the law, I'm going to say it again, concealed carry permit. If it's concealed, who's going to know? Lockbox it. Exactly. Nobody's going to really know. All right. Now, the only problem you may run into is if you, well, I mean, you can, again, if you fly to a company, you, you can't carry it on the plane, but you can disarm it and you can put it in your bag and it, it's, it can legally go through your baggage claim. Yeah, security check. No, not the security check. I'm sorry. Like you said, the, the check the bag where it goes under the airplane. And but I would definitely check with each plane's rules, and I would even make phone calls on that. But the bottom line is, the bottom line is, if you end up changing jobs and you have to transport that onto a plane, that's where you really want to make sure of your rules. Like if you're at a trucking terminal in Chicago and you need to get to Dallas, you might want to just definitely check the rules on your gun. Yeah, I mean, that's true. That, But most of your guns have cases that you could put them into when you want to transport them as far as um, going into your luggage. So if, like if we're going to fly somewhere and I would like to take mine, I would put it in my case, put it in my suitcase, and then lock my suitcase. That's how I would do it. I know, but sometimes they search the cases because, like, we've already gotten yeah, notes. Yeah, little notes, yeah. Yeah, you, your, your suitcase was searched. So I would just make sure on that part of it because that's the only, that's literally the only place I could see it hanging you up. Other than that, you know, again, I'm not telling you to break your company's rules, but I am telling you that if I was out there on the road, I could tell you right now, I would have a loaded gun going through every state line, Every state line that I was legally able to carry when I got to Maryland and I would be using legal heat, like you said, Ruthann. Mm-hmm. And as I got to each state, I would I would already know which states I would mark them. I would know when I need to break that gun down. And legally, you can't have the ammo within reach of the gun. You have to have them totally separate and locked. Mm-hmm. So that is the rule. I've checked on that before myself. So that's really all I want to say on that. And that's, uh, oh, actually, I've got an article or two here I wanted to read. Listen to this. Trucker robbed and tied up. And this happened recently in Atlanta. It said Atlanta police say a UPS truck driver was robbed at gunpoint, tied up, and left inside the semi's trailer um, in the city's northwest district while several people looted cargo. It says police said the incident happened around thir- uh, 3.30 a.m., uh, near Donald Lee Hallway Parkway and Bankhead Court. It says, while the truck driver was stopped at a traffic light, an armed person got into the cab and forced the door to travel a short distance. See, that's what, that's why you need your doors locked, too, guys, especially yeah. in a city. You need to be cautious. Mm-hmm. It says, once there, a group of people reportedly tied the driver up and placed them in the trailer after stealing packages. The driver was not injured. Police are still investigating, and no arrests have been made. I'm glad the driver wasn't injured. Absolutely. You know, seriously, because a lot of times you see their face. Mm-hmm. Dead men tell no tales. Mm-hmm. There's a good reason to have a gun. Listen to this one. Truck driver repairing truck on the side of the road shot and killed the robber. See, we're talking about carry. Carry permits. 
It says a truck driver shot and killed a man Tuesday night after a man tried to rob him. This was in Hillsborough. It said just after 11 p.m., deputies were dispatched to the intersection of U.S. 92 and County Road 579 for a robbery and a shooting. The caller, a truck driver, had been repairing his broke-down vehicle when he was approached by a man demanding valuable items, according to deputies. The trucker handed him several unspecified things, and the man walked away. So the guy got away, right? However, minutes later, the man walked back to the driver and demanded his cell phone. Well, see, by that time, you know what the trucker did? He went back in the cab and got his gun. Mm-hmm. Should have had it on his damn waist to begin with. Should have. Right. So by that time, now the trucker's armed. It says the driver, who deputies say feared for his life, armed himself with a gun and shot the man. The man died at the scene. And guess what? In the long run, they didn't blame the trucker. How can you? I mean, honestly, it was his second trip back to him. Trucker well, didn't do anything the first time. Well, you got to. Well, first off, you have to take the trucker's word at that point. But then they, they investigated to make sure how he was shot, at what range. Mm-hmm. Where, was he shot in the back? You know, all that stuff really showed that the trucker was being honest, you know. And the bottom line is the robber. I mean, and you see that a lot of times now, the robber breaking into somebody's house, getting shot. What a stupid guy. But there's still enough guys out there that are going to th- that are thinking you're unarmed and they're going to approach you and they're going to get you. Mm-hmm. So you got to really watch for that. Mm-hmm. So there's the advice he asked if truckers can carry legally. Yeah, if you have a permit, you can carry in the, in the states that recognize your. Uh, which one? And what was that trooper's name we used to have on the show, Ruthann? In, Sensei. In, Sensei. What was his name? Trooper Hoover. Trooper Hoover um, from Indiana. He's a DOT cop, and he he told us plainly that it is not illegal to have a gun in your truck. Mm-hmm. But he does appreciate it when a truck driver tells him. Yeah, it, yeah. it's nice. Like usually they ask. You know, do you have any weapons? You know, it's worse to sit there and say no. And then they find one because of whatever reason. So you want to at least say, hello, officer. I do have a carry permit. I am legal. And I, I do have a gun within my possession. As long as they know that, that's much better. Because if they say, get me your ID and you lean forward and they see it in the back of your, you know, waistband, that's when... You know, they're going to drop down in that crouch and say, get your hands up. You know, you don't want to get in that position. Freeze. (laughs) Move your head and I'll blow your face off, boy. All right, let's move on. Um, Carter Lumber. Today's episode is actually brought to you by Carter Lumber, Ruth Ann. I'm glad you picked Carter Lumber. I was going to say that. (laughs) If you go to carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL, uh, a little questionnaire sheet, and these people will call you right away. They are looking for Class A and Class B drivers for local home every every day. Okay, they're not looking for over the road truckers. Nope. These guys are home every day. Good wages, good benefits, and you should call and see why a lot of truck drivers prefer to work their day job at Carter Lumber. CarterLumber.com uh, forward slash Talk CDL. Again, that's CarterLumber.com forward slash Talk CDL, looking for Class A and Class B drivers. Both of you guys are in luck. Moving on, Ruthann. Tell me some more. 
tell you, um, I, I've got a, I actually wanted to kind of update, you know, the, the convoy. You know, we have a, a friend that called us the other day, and they were like on a bridge. They're like, yeah. when's the convoy coming through? Where is the convoy at? And I'm like, yeah. I, I didn't even know. There's like there's like five or six convoys going on right now. And I, I heard there's one getting ready to leave Florida. And then I was reading how one joined up with another one, and it's like 10 miles long or something. Oh, wow. So anyways. That'd be a sight to see. Anybody get that one, show it to us, please. Well, she... She sent us a video. I haven't even mm-hmm. put it up yet. It's six minutes long, so whatever it takes six minutes of truckers to go by on Interstate 81 at probably 70 miles an hour, and they were just blowing their horns, so I don't know how many, you know, that's had to be a couple miles long itself right there. I would say at least five or six miles. I mean, yeah. usually if it's 70, you go 70 miles per hour. It's usually a minute per hour. So so I pulled up, a, it was funny, I was looking at looking at the convoy, right? And I pulled up this article, <laughs> this article. It says, trucker convoy expected to head to D.C. So that they write, a large gathering of truck drivers and other demonstrators are expected to depart from uh, hey, uh, the racetrack at Hagerstown, Maryland to head to D.C. on Saturday, which is really today. Um, it says, it's not clear, you know, what the impact will be. They're going to stay on the loop. You know, basically, they're, they're, they promised they wouldn't go into the city. They're just going to stay on the loop. I'm sure some trucker is going to I'm going down there to see Biden. <laughs> but but um, the uh, it says the truckers protesting, they, they promised they're not going to, you know, um, hurt anybody. They promised they're not going to, you know, interfere with with, um, you know, emergency vehicles. And stuff. So you right. know, it's a it's a very peaceful thing. Mm-hmm. And they're and they're doing it right. Um, but. I, I, the one guy writes, you know, um, he, he writes about how, you know, truckers are, um, if they do anything wrong, they're going to get arrested. And I mean, it's like this threatening thing, like this, the, the, they're all, you know, paranoid about how, um, if they, you know, get out of line or whatever. And then he writes, and truckers need to be aware that because you have a CDL, you're held to that, to, to, to doing things right, or he's trying to quote the CDL law, and it's like, why, why, why are why are they so nervous about the? I don't, I don't, I haven't seen one rude thing from this protest at all, except for maybe somebody that doesn't like it. And and look, it, you know, it is what it is. It's happening. You know, there, it's going on right now. They have just uh, truck drivers have just as much right to voice their opinion and do something as, as someone's crossing the highway and standing in the middle of it protesting and doing one of those marches. What's the difference? There is absolutely none. Right. And they do. One, one of the things about the, the convoy is, you know, they're doing it for many reasons. Everybody keeps saying, oh, it's because of the mask mandates. It's because of many reasons. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is this. This is the truth. There's many protests every year in Washington. Many, many, many. Hundreds of different um, uh, what's the word? Titles or you know reasons, reasons why why they come and they protest from women's rights to to um uh whatever all kind of rights. It's usually somebody's rights. That's usually what it is when they go to Washington. You're taking it's, it's, my rights away. Exactly. I need my rights. You took our son's stuff away. Yeah. Well, and I took his business. But anyways, the bottom line was the bottom line is this: if truckers want to you know, do a convoy and pay for their own fuel to do it. What's the big deal? I don't know why people are getting in an uproar over it. I mean that sincerely. I think that 
I think that the drivers have a right to voice their opinion. They're the ones that have to deal with it. I think they have every right to say, I don't want to be injected with something that I don't understand. And I don't want to wear a mask to go into places all the time. Like, I don't want to have to do all that. I think that they have every right to sit there and say that. Well, see, one of the things that one of the, a, a bunch, in fact, a bunch of truckers were on the page the other day, and they're going, I don't know what the hell they're protesting for. All the mask mandates are going away. Blah, 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 blah. Good job, right? And they're all putting it down. But guess what? What's going to happen in October when flu season comes, and then all of a sudden uh, another variant comes from COVID? We've had three years in a row where a new one springs up. What if another one springs up this year and, and all of a sudden mask mandates, mask mandates and vaccination mandates and every mandate up your ass? If you want if you want mandates, they're going to have it for you. So this is what they're they're not just protesting about the mandates is going away. They're protesting for future mandates. Exactly. They're not they're not saying they're not saying anything about, you know, yeah, it already happened. They're saying that. In the future now, don't take any more. We, we don't want to do any more of the mandates that you're going to try and control us more. Yeah, nobody wants to be controlled. Mm-hmm. And look, again, you know, it's their opinion. If they want to protest, if they want to march, if they want to convoy, what's the big deal? I can name a million groups that protest, march, and convoy, and nobody ever gets their panties in an uproar over exactly. it. Exactly. And, and, and what's it actually hurting you for them to do it? It's, it's not hurting anybody. Exactly. Anyways, let's move on, Ruthann. Um, how about we mention another sponsor? Today's podcast is brought to you by LoadSmart, Camion's Breakdown Calculator, Ruthann. Break even. What did I say? Breakdown? Break <laughs> no, it's not the breakdown calculator. It's the break even calculator. It's for business. Um, really, the bottom line with this is, is a truck driver, especially a lease purchase guy, an owner operator, a small fleet, if you're... Um, willing, go to camion.io forward slash talk CDL. That's K-A-M-I-O-N dot I-O forward slash talk CDL. And download the free calculator. It'll show you if you're breaking even, losing money, or making money. Really, it's going to help you do things the right way. I think it's a great idea. And now that fuel is going through the roof. Oh, my gosh. This is probably... Ruthann, this is probably the best time to have Camion's break-even calculator. Mm-hmm. It really is because is. you're going to need it if you want to do things right. Because at one time they're going, man, we don't need nothing because we're making five hundred dollars a mile and fuel's a dollar fifty. Well, now it's the opposite. Rates are coming down and fuel's going up. So you're going to need to know how to now save instead of throwing that money out the stacks. Okay, mm-hmm. guys. Again, Camion.io forward slash talk CDL free download. Go get it. Go get it. Ruthann, one last thing I'd like to mention. Um, I read an article on CDL Life, and I'm just going to briefly mention it. I'm not going to even get totally into it, but it reminded me of something when I was truck driving. Um, It says, Connecticut State Police used drone to catch truckers trying to evade the way stations. They're using drones to try to catch catch guys doing the back trails that are trying to get around this. The, the, but they use this. They use the excuse of saying they're looking for weapons of mass destruction and 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 things that can harm people. So they they they're saying they think truckers In are Connecticut, right? They they say they they think truckers are driving around the scales hauling stuff that's dangerous. I mean, and don't get me wrong, there may be truckers that have, have, yeah. that have hazmat stuff on there that they're looking to dump or whatever the case is because many have been caught doing that. And that's cool if they get caught. I, I'm cool with that. But I remember back when I was a driver, you know, and if we knew the scales were up, open, 
And that was that was one of the great reasons to have a CB, by the way. Yes, another, it was. Another yeah. CB plug. Because mm-hmm. usually when you come to, like, most big towns, somebody has a base station. That means that means somebody sitting at their house, probably a retired trucker or a grandmother, and they got themselves a a, 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 a base CB. And, and, and you just ask them, hey, how do I get around the scale? And they would, oh, yeah, take take a right there in town and, you know, go up to this road. It's for trucks. And the second right, make your right. Go down by the the, the the cut down tree. But when you see when you see the big billboard that says we're watching you, you've gone too far. Yeah, but no, seriously. So be careful right now, guys, when you enter an area and you're trying to bypass the scales because there's truckers getting caught right now by these little drones. They have them flying up in the air. Obviously, you can't see them, but they can see you. <laughs> And Ruthann, that is the podcast for the day. Um, last but not least, how about, oh, she's shaking her head. No, so we have more stuff. We do. We do. Okay, Ruthann, today we are brought to you by J.J. Keller, and their number is 888-601-2017, the trucker secretary, Ruthann. Yes, I like them. Yes, I know you do. And honestly and truly, if you're a, a small company, a big company, there's no job too small for Keller. I don't believe there is. If you're an owner-operator, a lease purchase driver, a small fleet, call these people because they can organize you. It's like having a secretary in your back pocket. If you're looking to become an owner-operator, J.J. Keller can literally file all the paperwork for you. And then also, at the end of the year, there's all kind of filings that owner-operators are supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Who wants that headache? For like, I'm literally a couple dollars. You can have these people that have your back the entire year. It's like everything. Yeah. It's like having a staff. J.J. Keller, 888-601-2017. Call them today, truck drivers. Ruthann, what do you got? We are going to plug in Matt's, and we want to make sure that you know our specific code. It's N as in Nancy, E as in Edward, P as in Paul, 18. N-E-P, 18. Use that code, register for Matt's, and tell them Talk CDL sent you. Yes, the promo code is what she's saying. When you go to register for Matt's, put in N-E-P, 18. And hope, we hope to see you there, Ruthann, right? I hope to. Yeah, we're actually going to be, Lord willing, we're planning on being at Matt's this year. And uh, we'll probably have a recorder with us and a little video equipment. And we'll be just kind of zipping around doing our thing. But please come over and say hi to us. We'd love to shake some hands and get to meet people more. We know a million truckers. We'd like to know a million more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. You got your joke of the day, or what do you got? I'm going to do my word first. Word of the day by Word Genius, the place that has made Ruth Ann smarter. Word Genius, not one of our sponsors, but Ruth Ann gets a word at least one a day, right? At least one a day, I get a word, and then I get like other little stuff here and there. What was the word last week that that um, Eggert or something like that, or uh, what was that word? It meant you were um, embellishing. <laughs> I forgot the word. <laughs> It was an egger. I think it was an egger or something like that. Egger. He's an egger. All right. Okay, go. What do you got? Ort. What? Ort. Ort. Ort? O-R-T. Ort. 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 I'm not even going to guess. Ort. A scrap or remainder of food from a meal. Really? Ort. Got a little ort on your lip there. (laughs) Ort. Nice. So Tammy cleared the dishes from the table and scraped the orts into the dog's bowl. Ort. Ort. Nice. What do you call a 100-year-old frog? 
I don't know. An old croak. An old croak. <laughs> that was... <laughs> I giggled. Yes, I have a really bad sense of humor, but I still, I still thought it was pretty funny when I was reading it. All right. Well, hey, you know, for you people that wait till the end to hear Ruth Ann's joke. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. (laughs) You like me. You really like me. (laughs) Let's move on. Time to go. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.